Do not mourn, my friends, for those lost on cutdown day. Rather, celebrate the depth. Good morning to you. How's that for depth, huh? I'm Dave Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is an apparently very heavy edition of Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It is cut down day, and that'll happen at 4 p.m. this afternoon. The Steelers and the other 31 NFL franchises all have to be down to the league maximum 53 players. And there is bound to be a headline out of it. There's bound to be a name or two, even three, where you go, whoa, didn't see that coming. Heck, there might be another move or two or three between now and then, similar to the Kevin Dotson trade, if the Steelers are lucky. Anytime you can get something back for a player that you've got a pretty good idea that you don't have use for, that's always a nice, nice trade. And Omar Khan did very well to move up into the fourth and fifth rounds, respectively, in 2024 and 2025. But realistically, not today. Here's what I know about today, and I mean no definitively. If we're even having the discussion that Zach Gentry could be on the bubble, that he could be among the cuts today, and I'll preface here that I don't believe that he will be, then that should tell you as much as anything about the depth that Khan, Andy Weidel, and the staff have accrued over the past year in particular. Because while, while Gentry doesn't fit anyone's definition of a you know big star or a, a tight end who's got some sky-high potential or whatever, he is a very real piece of this football team, of this offense. If you paid attention closely to the game in Atlanta, whether you were among the people who were there, whether you watched it on TV, whether you broke down all 22 film, if you're one of those nuts, you'll see a lot of stuff to like from this young man. He has become a very, very good blocking tight end, who, by the way, has been entrusted when needed with filling the specific Pat Fryermuth role as a tight end. Now, please don't confuse that with my saying that he's as good as Fryermuth. Uh uh, it's not what I'm talking about at all. But if Fryermuth is out for any appreciable amount of time, with all due respect, you're not putting Darnell Washington in the Fryermuth slot because he's not ready for it yet. They have focused hard on Darnell blocking. And you know what Darnell's done in turn? Hard blocking, okay? He's been dynamite at it. He's got plenty on his plate for a rookie. Connor Hayward is a tight end in much the same way that I'm a plumber because I fixed a sink once. 
I never fixed a sink. I have to take that back immediately. My wife will kill me. I have never come close to fixing a sink. I was reaching for a metaphor there. However, Connor Hayward is so many different things that it's hard to assign him to a specific position. He jokes about it himself. If you want to list him as a fullback, then guess what? He is the depth chart. If you don't list him as a fullback and you list him as a tight end, then he's going to be TE4 for the simple reason that he couldn't replace Fryermuth either. Keep going. Look around. Who's getting cut among the wide receivers? Miles Boykin? Does that make you feel okay? No. It just tells you that if Boykin was brought in as Allen Robinson insurance, then Robinson didn't disappoint anybody, which he didn't. That's depth. Say what one will of Kendrick Green, and heaven knows everybody loves to say things about Kendrick Green, but he's a third-round pick, and he's your bubble guy on the offensive line, presumably. That says something about your depth. You want to cut Gunnar Olszewski? Guess what? Ain't happening. You can have him on your fantasy bubble if such a thing exists, but he's not getting cut. What's that say about your depth? You have two very, very similar players in Calvin Austin and Olszewski. And Olszewski's not getting cut. On defense, is Mark Robinson in jeopardy of being cut? I mean, theoretically, I hope not because I love his talent. I love his tackling ability. I love his closing speed. How could you not? But guess what? He's ILB4, and you only need ILB3. So unless Robinson is just a drop-dead lock to make this roster on special teams, he could be in jeopardy. Remember when we were talking about Robinson as being the only inside linebacker that they had? That was just a handful of months ago. That's depth. How about all the corners and the slot corners and what do you do with James Pierre? Nobody really wants him around, but if you lose Pierre, you got to replace him with somebody who's kind of like Pierre. How about all these safeties? Trey Norwood was held in high regard not that long ago by this management team. Now, if Norwood gets cut because you've got DeMonte Casey and Keanu Neal, and Elijah Riley can also slide back to safety if needed, and you have Chandon Sullivan just narrowly beating out Riley for slot corner, that's depth. This is all a good thing. Even if you don't like, if I don't like the decisions that get made this afternoon, understand that this is where you want to be as a franchise and where you specifically want to be as a fan of that franchise. These are, to borrow from the cliche, the good problems to have. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar.
Today's J1Q comes from Slim, who says, Hey, DK, leading up to the cuts, would you happen to know if it's a totally Mike Tomlin decision, or do Omar Khan and Andy Weidel participate in getting their 53-man roster together? I'm going to give you, Slim, today what I'm going to call a cut-and-paste response. By that, I don't mean that I'm going to be cut and pasting it from somewhere else. Rather, I'm hoping that you do it. Because this response can apply to any question that anybody asks about decisions that are made regarding personnel, personnel moves, personnel removals, trades, the whole deal. And that's this. They do everything in concert. This is not a boardroom of a major bank. Yes, someone has to ultimately be in charge, but they're all sitting around, including Art Rooney, and discussing and debating and putting forth ideas and presentations. Tomlin's going to have the loudest voice. That's kind of as it should be, because we're getting near kickoff, and he's the one who has to deploy these individuals. But they also have coordinators and positional coaches in on this. One of the most influential people at this late hour of the process is Danny Smith. Because you now know, for the most part, Who are the starting 11 on offense? Who are the starting 11 on defense? You know what their backup situations are. Some of the stuff we were just going over in the opening segment. But can you really list even you wacko diehard types out there? Who's on kick returns? Who's doing punt coverage? Who's on the field goal block unit? No. And that's the stuff that matters at the very end. Tomlin has acknowledged in the past that Smith is a big, big part of what happens at the very end. And he'll tell players all through camp, if you don't impress that guy over there pointing to Smith, you might not be here at the very end. And that's taken to heart, believe me. So how does it all come to pass It's just like answering the questions that have been put forth forever and ever and ever about who makes the draft pick. Well, the answer ultimately is Rooney, because if he wants to overrule anyone in the room, he can. Doesn't mean he does it. Doesn't mean he has an itch to do it. He's not Jerry Jones. But it does mean that he's the buck stops here guy. Usually, though, in these cases, it stops with Tomlin. From everything I understand, and it's not much when it comes to this sort of thing, you're going to have people speak passionately. The person who speaks the most passionately on a subject, if someone has a very, very strong feeling about a certain player, they're going to be heard. They're going to be heard. And I got to tell you, I like this, you know. Uh, The morning after reading the Browns cutting their fourth-round draft pick kicker, which undoubtedly was the brainless child of one individual who had too much authority in an NFL front office. I like this. I like a system, a methodology in which anyone and everyone should feel completely comfortable 
in a room or in some other setting saying, whoa, hang on, you sure you want to do that? I appreciate the question, Slim, as many times as it comes and as many forms as it takes. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.